Mel Yummy Mummy Geriatric Mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. I'm your host, Sally Wallace, and I am running late. (gasps) Oh! Oh my goodness. Right. So this episode is actually supposed to go live early on the hours of like a Thursday morning. Uh, But I don't ever do my episodes. I never sort of record them weeks and weeks in advance. I always like to do them nice and fresh, like groceries in your fridge. Um, So uh, I've just been so busy. There's, I can't, there's no, there's no excuses. I literally have been, my friend Lee actually messaged me and she said, you're a time bender. And I don't know how I fit it all in. I don't even know how I did a full-time job, had the family and how had have a family and do everything else that I'm doing at the moment as well, just trying to juggle everything. I mean, what is going I don't know. I, I feel like I need to give myself a small award. No, don't get me wrong. I, I don't want you to play a violin for me or anything. I'm not that pathetic. But I literally just haven't even had time to sit my ass down in front of a microphone and do a podcast. And this is what I absolutely love doing. So even though... People who listen to this be like, well, no, I don't give a shit. In my head, I'm beating myself up. Do you know what I mean? And actually, I've sat myself down today and said, Sally, fucking stop it. Yes, that's right. I've had a word with myself. I, do you know what? I love this expression. <laughs> oh, bollocks. I've not even put my phone on silent. <laughs> that's how fucking unorganised I am today. Oh, let's just go with it. All right. Um, yeah, I've sat myself down and I, I love this. This is one of my favourite. This, you only really hear this in the UK. Have a word with yourself. So guess what? I've had a word with myself. I've had a word with myself and I've stopped beating myself up. And I thought, do you know what, Sally? Just do it when you can do it. So Ro's gone to nursery all day today. So as soon as I've dropped Ro off at nursery, I've come home. I've, I've had my beef broth. Oof. If you don't know what I'm on about, go to my Instagram account. You'll totally understand. Bone broth it is, sorry. Um, uh, probiotics and I'm feeling on top of the world and ready to do my podcast so yeah here I am I've had a word with myself <laughs> I've had a word in fact you know what that may be taken out of context having a word with yourself in private <laughs> but that's not <laughs> this this is not that kind of show so you might want to actually stop this now and then go to somewhere else that uh, might uh, might find you uh, you know, sort of catch, uh, catch your attention under the sex area right anyway what am I doing Right. So I, um, yeah, I've had a very, very busy week, a very busy week, but oh my gosh, not so busy that I've not been able to start, wait for this, start watching Bridgerton again. What is wrong with me? Okay. I've never, oh no, that's a lie. I have done it before. So, okay. There's very rarely 
TV programs or like series that I will ever watch twice. It's not my kind of thing. I don't ever go there again. I'll usually watch a movie a couple of times if I really like it, but I'm not. Oh no, there's there's a few things that I have watched over and over again, and I just love them because they're like my go-to. So, for example, on Netflix, they used to have the original Pride and Prejudice on there, which is the one with Colin Firth on it as Mr. Darcy, where he jumps into the fish pond and it's like, whoa. Um, it's like a 1990s treasure. It's absolutely incredible viewing and it's amazing and I love it. And it's the one thing that I can go back to constantly and watch any episodes. There's only about six episodes in Pride and Prejudice anyway. I don't particularly like the movie that they did with Keira Knightley. I'm sorry. I just don't think she's a very good Lizzie. So um, they've taken it off of Netflix now. So I felt a bit distraught because when I'm doing the ironing, I think, oh, do you know what? I'll just watch a little bit of Pride and Prejudice. I love it. I love to drift off. I'm pretty certain I used to live in that time in a former life. <laughs> Because I just, I feel like I've connected with it so well. Anyway, I started watching Bridgerton when it first came out and I was hooked, like on the first season. I absolutely loved it, but I didn't watch it again. And then the second one came out just recently and I was, I thought, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. You know, the, the Duke's not in it. I won't enjoy it. I won't enjoy it. Ridiculous, Sally. It's amazing. It's amazing. So I've watched the second one and then I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm, I'm, Shall I watch it again? <laughs> I've never done that. So I have done. I've started watching the first first season again. And I love it even more the second time round. It's really weird. We have done this before as a as a couple. Like Scott, and, Scott doesn't watch Bridgerton, by the way. And in fact, when he's walked in on me, when I'm watching it before, he's made me feel like I've been watching a porn. He's like walked in and go, what are you doing watching this on your own, you dirty bitch? <laughs> I'm like, it's educational, it's, it's fabulous, it's it's a wonderful English language, darling. And he's like, Solly, there's loads of shagging in it. I'm just leave me to it. Just leave, do you know what? It's like you make me feel a bit dirty and a bit inappropriate. I'm like, no, just leave me to it. Obviously, I'm not sat there flicking my, <laughs> I forgot about to say flicking my bean. <laughs> God, I'm so sorry if you think that's inappropriate. <laughs> oh god i i'm sorry if i've offended you but clearly that's not what i'm doing (laughs) i love the fact that i've just come out with that quite naturally (laughs) hey listen we're friends now i'm sure that you if you listen if you've been following my podcast since the word go you'll know for a fact that (laughs) you kind of get me by now that's fine so yes i was not like i'm not doing anything inappropriate i just enjoy it but yeah he won't watch it he he did have a watch the sopranos um, and i said oh good you know what i'll watch that with you and we watched all the sopranos and i'd never seen the sopranos until i met scott and then um and then we watched it again when we moved into our new house uh we didn't we gosh we didn't even have a sofa we were sat on two ikea chairs and a box for the tv and i said should we um do you want to watch something? He's like, there's nothing to watch, so I'm not watching anything. And I said, well, do you want to watch something again? No, I don't. And then actually he went, do you know what? Let's watch Sopranos. And so we watched it all over again. And it was just, it was again, even better second time round. So yeah, as you can tell, I'm quite diverse with what I'll actually watch. Bridgerton, Sopranos. But yeah, I'm, anyway, uh, obviously this that's taking me about seven minutes to tell you that story. <laughs> and then included some foul potty mouth and rather kinky potty mouth. And, um, but yeah, so that's what I'm doing. I'm watching Bridgerton again for the second time. Have you watched it? Have you watched it again yet? You'll have to let me know. Find me on social media. Instagram, it's at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Why are you not following me yet? Work your fingers over there now and swipe around and get yourself to Facebook. I have just updated the name on my Facebook page too. 
Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Holy Moses, it took me ages to work out how to do it. I was completely blown away by the whole meta thingy. Um, still can't get my head around it 100%, but I have managed to change the name, but you have to wait for a couple of days um, for it to actually go active. And it is now. So Facebook, it is Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, and it's the same on Instagram, over the moon. And well chuffed that that's been boxed off. But yeah, I love, I love anything that's a bit uh, oldie worldy. Not not too oldie worldy. Don't get me wrong. I, I like I enjoyed Vikings, but I, I love Bridgerton. I love the language. I love the fact that often whilst I'm out with the dogs, they'll go, Milo, make haste. <laughs> Shall we promenade? <laughs> and I, do you know what I do? I love, I love how everybody's so respectful of one another, and they they actually greet each other. Um, by uh, their last name so it's almost like lady featherington or mrs featherington uh mrs bridgerton and i i know it sounds really crazy but don't get me wrong i obviously didn't grow up in bridgerton and i'm certainly (laughs) i'm certainly not royalty however when i grew up and you will totally relate to this if you are a 70s 80s 90s baby you just didn't call your neighbors by their first name did you no you just didn't do it. You just didn't do it. And this is the point where I love Bridgerton because I think there's a little element of it that's actually bringing back a little bit of class to our society. Because when I grew up in a very small village in, in Wiltshire, right, in the south of England, and the accent around there was quite posh. But also there was like a mixture of really Wiltshire or Dorset. So it was it was kind of like a, a mix of everything. Now, bearing in mind, I was born in Wigan. I moved there when I was five years old. OK, so my whole family were from the north of England and we moved to the south um, in, oh, gosh, 83 so uh, there's me going to school with a right northern accent. So yeah, that was bullied. I was bullied about being northern and I, I didn't really know any different at the time. So yeah, but kids can be cruel, can't they? Parents can be even crueler. Oh, I'll talk. Oh, don't let me forget that. I'll tell you that one in a minute. So um, it was it was very interesting sort of where we grew up and, you know, and how people would kind of address us. Oh, the Hudson family. Um, and my mum is called Sandra. <laughs> I can't even say my mum's name. <laughs> my mum's called Sandra. Okay. To my mum, she's called Sandra. <laughs> but, but where we'd move to, everyone would call her Sandra. But it's really Sandra. <laughs> Which I just love. I, I love accents. I have, I've always loved accents. Always loved accents. <laughs> so anyway, it was very interesting where we grew up. But you never called your neighbour by their first name. As a child, as a child, you just didn't do it. You, uh, it was always, say, for example, Mrs. Fields. I don't even know what that old lady's name was. Mrs. Harrib was an old lady that used to live down the road. She was also hilarious and kept a parrot on her shoulder that used to shit on her cardigan. <laughs> there was another gentleman called Dr. Knightley. No, Dr. Huntley. That's it. Dr. Huntley. I don't even know what that man's first name was. But I lived in that village for years and years and years. And he was always Dr. Huntley. That was it. So it's so interesting how in this day and age, like obviously I understand things change, everything changes. But it's almost just that little bit of research. There was no way I would have dreamed of calling a neighbour by their first name when I was a kid. No way. And my mum wouldn't have allowed it anyway. It was bad enough. Aunties and uncles. This is the one. Um. I've got an auntie Ingrid, right? She's my mum's sister. She's a badass. I like her. She's a ballsy chick. And she, um, she's known as Auntie Ring. And I think I was about eight years old and we were at a family party and he went, Oh, Ring. She went, Excuse me. It's Auntie Ring. Remember that. Thank you. And I was like, Ooh, okay. Sorry. Got bollocked for calling my Auntie Ring. 
I'm 43 years old and I still call her Auntie Ring. <laughs> I learned my lesson well. But it's true, isn't it? And I don't know if you have the same as this, but I used to have mum's friends were known as my aunties. So if you had like a really good friend that was your mum's, she'd just be your auntie. Like uh, my best friend, Sailor, her mum is my auntie Lynn. She's not biologically my auntie, but she's always been my auntie Lynn. I've just always called her auntie Lynn. It's the strange thing ever. But and it happens. I've got friends that, you know, when you chat now and you're like, oh, yeah, she's, I'm going to go over to see my auntie Sue. All right. Oh, she's not really my auntie. But and do you know what? I do this with Roman and I don't mind. I think it's lovely. I genuinely think it's lovely. So my best friend Hayley, who lives in uh, Devon, uh, we're hopefully going to go and see Hayley later this year. And I was chatting on FaceTime too, and I was going, Roman, come here, it's your auntie Hayley. And she's saying the same to her kids. She's going, oh, auntie Sally's going to come and stay for a couple of days. It's, it's just so lovely. And I've got my best friend Mathilde, who lives in the south of France, exactly the same. Auntie Matou, Tatou Matou, um, or Auntie Matt, exactly the same. So I just think it's, it's obviously, these are, these are just best friends. Auntie Sailor, it's, it's lovely. And I, do you know, the more and more mums that I'm meeting that are on my wavelength are doing exactly the same. Like we went out rock climbing on Monday with Lizzie, who's become a wonderful friend, Auntie Lizzie. <laughs> and right now, if you're like, yes, I get it, I get it, I get it. You'll probably find yourself doing it if you've got young kids exactly the same. Maybe you did it with your own kids as well, where you addressed your friends as auntie. Because for me, don't get me wrong, I'm not like, I'm not, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not like um, socially constipated. (laughs) I just think it's really nice and endearing and a bit respectful as well. So I do think it's a really lovely way of addressing your mum's friends. I remember when my mum, like my friends would come to my house and they'd go, excuse me, Sally's mum? Or they'd go, Mrs Hudson. And my mum used to go, no, 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 call me Sandra. (laughs) And it was always, as soon as you were allowed to call your friend's parents by their first name, it was like, so grown up, wasn't it? It was like, Sandra, can I have... Uh, a Capri Sun, please. <laughs> Double decker. <laughs> anyway, so I'm bringing Auntie back. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm going to bring Auntie back, and it's all because of Bridgerton. Uh, so I just think it's so lovely. It really is. It's so, so sweet. I've got a lovely friend who lives down the road called Viv, and her son and, and Roman play beautifully together. And Roman knows her as Auntie Viv, and it's just wonderful. And I think it's just, do you know what? I just think it's so sweet. It's, it is, it's really lovely. Do you know what? If you're, if you do the same or you did the same as a kid, let me know. Go and tell me on social media because I always post about things like this because I love to hear what your opinions are as well. I just find it fascinating. And don't get me wrong. I'm not, like I said, I'm, I'm not some sort of square and I'm not, you know, uh, I just think there's certain things about my childhood that I'd like to be able to incorporate into Roman's childhood that are actually quite innocent. And like I said, just a little bit respectful, but um, they make me smile and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think there's an awful lot to be said for good manners. And that's exactly what I want to teach Roman. Please and thank yous, excuse me. Just a nice sort of, uh, I, I just don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's really good basics. And I just, I mean, putting your hand over your mouth when you sneeze or you cough. I mean, good Lord. I know grown adults that don't even put their hands over their mouths. It's disgusting. I mean, obviously at this stage, yes, I do go to the toilet with the door open because I have a toddler and two Jack Russells running around. So I have to. Um, And if I go to the toilet with the door shut, (laughs) 
he opens it anyway. So I'm, I'd rather he knew where I was. But, you know, there's certain things that I do want him to, um, uh, to learn. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, we used to have to ask to leave the dinner table. Did you used to have to do that? So once you'd finished your meal, this is my mum. My mum was strict, you know. Sandra was strict. Once you'd finished your meal, you'd say, please, may I leave the table? She goes, have you finished your dinner? Yes, I have. Yes, you can. So that was it. You had to ask. Did anybody else have to ask to leave the table once they'd finished the meal? It's, and, and you were never allowed to say, can I have? Please, may I have? Do you remember that? Did you used to do that as well? Are you teaching your children that? I find language fascinating. I really do find it fascinating. I think these, there's these just little things that I'm, you know, I'd love to incorporate into, into Roman's childhood that I had from mine. Don't get me wrong, not all of them. (laughs) No, I had a great childhood. I'm only joking. Do you know what I have noticed though? And this is since becoming a mum is how hard it is to find women that are on your wavelength and that are, of the same mindset as you and it's really hard because once you've had a child um you, you know if you've got friends that haven't had children they don't sort of get it and then you've you know friends that do have children they may be raising their children differently to the way that you want to raise yours and then when you go to these mums groups as well it's really hard to find mums that are on your wavelength and i've i would never knock any other mother because they're all on their own journey, just as I am on mine. But there are certain parents that I do not get on well with. And I've noticed that as well. And that's fine. And I'm I'm okay with that. Um, and I just send them love and wish them on their way. But also, I think, oh, God, I'm, I'm so glad I'm, I'm not. I'm so, you know, it's crazy. I think to myself, I'm so glad that I'm confident being myself and my authentic self that I don't feel like I have to hang around with that. Because I do so notice a lot of women putting themselves under pressure to be perfect and not just perfect with themselves, but having the perfect child as well and perfect behavior and perfect presentation and the pressure on them. And that sort of little family must be fucking unbearable. I mean, we are not perfect here and we are, how can I describe us? We are the, I've shit my pants, I have spaghetti bolognese in my hair, by the way, I've been eating soil in the garden kind of family. (laughs) And that's just me. (laughs) We, I, do you know, don't get me wrong. I will try and give it a good go every day. Roman is always immaculate. He baths every night. He's all, I, I know it's crazy. I iron all of his clothes. Everyone, all my friends think I'm nuts, but I do. I try and make sure that we look always, always look respectable. But within about two hours, there's probably some dog biscuits down the, <laughs> down the front of his top. Yes, I caught him eating the dog's food the other day. In fact, he has now started to use the dog's bowl as a finger bowl. <laughs> it's like, have you just come back from the Chinese buffet, my love? La 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 la. <laughs> dog's looking at him like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> but I am not going to put myself do you know what I went through so much to get him and that was a lot of pressure and an awful lot of it's a huge emotional roller coaster to actually finally go through a successful round of IVF that I'm not going to put any more pressure like that on myself at all apart from when I go for round two of IVF very soon so it's just it's so so interesting how it takes you so I suppose what I'm trying to say is is that if you are a mama at the moment give yourself time to find your tribe and I genuinely mean that with lots of love and I'm not putting anybody down before anybody starts to 
at me and like, oh, girl, you're slagging off my... I'm not slagging off anybody, all right? What I'm saying is, it's my opinion. I'm being very loving, but there are certain sort of cliques that I don't mesh well with. And I think that's okay to say that because they probably don't mesh well with me either. You'll probably notice there's people that give you their opinions that are unwanted and it comes in every walk of life as well. So like, say, for example, getting pregnant. I've mentioned this before on a podcast. It's like when people say, oh, you're going to try for a baby. Yeah, I'm trying at the moment. Oh, right. Then they don't know what to say. So they things like, oh, don't worry, it'll happen. Oh, thanks for that. I've got low AMH and my husband's got very low sperm count. Thanks. Fuck off. Bye. And it is so like, what the fuck? You don't know what's going on. And don't get me wrong. I'm not overreacting. I'm not saying like, I'm going to fuck off. I'm not doing that. It's just sometimes people will say very inappropriate, but hurtful shit as well. Like trying for a second child. Oh, well, you've already got one, haven't you? Oh, my fucking God. Do you not think I know that already? Don't you ever question the fact that I'm not grateful for my child. But that's the strangest thing to say to somebody. You've already got one. Oh, right. So I shouldn't be greedy then. I want another. No. All right. Okay. Well, you've got three. So you must be a right greedy bitch. So it's so interesting. Do you know, fuck, I've got to tell you this. I was with Lizzie on Monday and um, Roman's not talking yet. He's a late talker. Um, say, think what you will. People say he's a delayed speaker. Has he got problems? I get all sorts of questions at the moment. Um, he is, he's the happiest dude you'll ever meet, by the way. But yes, he is a late talker. It's, I've had all sorts of comments. Oh, he must be autistic. He must be this. He must be that. Do you know what? If he is then that's okay with me. But I'm not going to fucking label him at the age of three. Okay? He is quite happy at the moment, learning as he goes. And then whatever I need to do, we'll do it and make sure he's got it. But I'm sick and tired of people slapping labels on kids. And everyone, and this is just me and my experiences in the last three years, every child develops at a different rate. Okay, and they all have different characteristics and they do different things to get where they want to go. But I am so tired of people's opinions that are not wanted. And it's in every walk of life as well. You will get it. Jenny Lizzie, who's honestly, I mentioned her before. She's become a fabulous friend. She's got two little boys. And she won't mind me sharing this at all. Ollie is a full redhead and it's amazing. Like he's just like the most beautiful. He's got the gorgeous ginger hair and it's so, uh, what's the word, foxy. It's like really red, really beautifully red and foxy. He's got the most amazing character. He's got bags of energy, just like Roman. So when we went rock climbing, we went to this indoor climbing centre on Monday. Um, the two boys were just going for it and it was so lovely to see. They burnt off loads of energy. They were, I mean, Ollie was sweating so much. He looked like he'd been at an all night rave. <laughs> I said to Lizzie, Jesus Christ, he looks like he's been to Clubland. <laughs> it was brilliant. And she, we were talking about unwanted opinions of other parents and grandparents and other people and strangers. And she said, I shit you not, she said, you know that I've had people that I don't even know come up to me, point to Ollie's hair. Wait for this. Bearing in mind, Ollie's two and a half, right? And say to Lizzie, oh, I think I'd disown my child if he had cut hair that colour. I know. I know. Right now you sat there like that. What the fuck? I know. I said, Lizzie. She went, I know, Sally, I've had some horrendous comments, horrendous comments about the colour of Ollie's hair. I went, we're living in 2022. What are you on about? Well, you can actually suddenly choose to become a man if you wish. And yet you've got people pointing at your child 
and talking ill about his hair. She was like, oh, it's horrendous, Ollie, honestly. So I, I said to her, right, okay, we need to get you on a podcast at some point, Lizzie, because that is just unbelievable. But she said that apparently it's, it's not rare. There are these people, whoever they are, lunatics, quite frankly, going around giving opinions on kids and their hair colour and whether they would accept it in their family or not. I mean, can you believe that shit? It's absolutely shocking. Shocking. People's, um, and I don't know why people feel the need to give these opinions. They give the need, they, they, they feel the need to give, and do you know what? And this is what I've experienced on my life. Oh, what are you doing a podcast for? You should get back into radio. Oh, really? Great. Cause that made me so fucking happy, didn't it? And it's almost like, oh, do you know what? You're trying for a second, baby. Don't worry. It'll work. Thanks for that. And it's just all these little comments that you get that are just not wanted. And some people, don't get me wrong, don't know what to say. So instead of saying anything, maybe you should just keep your mouth shut. That's fine. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, I actually don't know what to say, because I'd probably respect that person a lot more. (laughs) I really would. I genuinely would. And in fact, going back to the old school method of, my mother used to say to me, if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. I'd also like to add right there that my mother's other saying was, do as I say and not as I do. So it was a very confusing childhood, as you can imagine. Right. Do you know what? I'm going to leave it there for today. I'm sorry I've been late with posting this. I tell you what, if I've mentioned anything in this episode that has really hit you and you think, do you know what? I'm sick and tired of this and I'm sick and tired of that. Please message me on any of the posts that I put on Instagram or on Facebook. I'm really keen to get more guest speakers on this show and also more people with opinions as well. I've got guest speakers that are coming on that are professionals, but I'm really all about championing women and successful women. And when I say successful, it doesn't mean that you've had to win the fucking Nobel Peace Prize. Just the fact that you've got yourself out of bed in the morning, you've got a story to tell and you're making shit happen. Girlfriend, you are successful. And I think that's where we're not championing each other as women enough. Being a geriatric mum, hell yes. That to me is an absolute award winner going through IVF, having kids in the first place, giving birth naturally, going back to work after having a child when you really don't want to. All these things contribute to feeling good about yourself. This is why I always say to my girlfriends, go and find your tribe of girls. Go and find your like-minded group of women. Stop watching the fucking telly and comparing yourself to other women on there because most of them aren't even happy. And that's the truth. So this is why Things like podcasts, social media, you're kind of connecting with more real or more real people. Can you actually say that? Realer people? I don't even know if that really exists. But guess what? There are probably people that are more on your wavelength. And that's where we need to be. Raising the vibration, putting crystals in your bra. <laughs> How good was that crystal episode with Vicky Gad? <gasps> if you've not listened, go back to episode 20. She was amazing. So that is what my mission is for my podcast is to literally build a tribe of like-minded women who can champion each other. And if we can, do you know what? And if I, at the same time, I can get experts and professionals on this podcast who can help you lead a better life, help you get pregnant, help you become who you want to be. Well, my work here is done, girlfriend. Right. Have a fantastic week. (laughs) I'm going to have a shower. I'm a right stinky bitch at the moment. Take care. Make sure you find me on social media. I think I've given you you enough now and it's in this outro coming up now anyway. Have a lovely week and I'll see you very soon. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring and you and I are best friends now.